Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, boneheads. This is Mindset to Mike, and I am Jimmy Savigovich. What's up, everybody? We're back. Drew Castle here. Episode number, is this, this five, isn't it? Yep. Dang, it's like we're professionals. It's full time, full time gig get, now. I'll quit, my, I'll quit my 40 hour a week one then. As long as we can uh, afford a phone bill and electric we just keep rocking bro (laughs) that's all we need um so this episode we're gonna be um we're gonna talk about uh, a little book update and then we're gonna talk about college um and what are our thoughts on college and your career path and blah blah blah. now again we're not we're not pros you know what i mean we we're just going through this going through this thing called life so we're not like there's not like research going on to on our opinions this is literally just our opinion on stuff so take it for what it is um but before we get into the, any of that i gotta tell you um it's monday morning right i get up getting ready for work and uh I'm like man i need a haircut pretty bad it's looking grisly so i'm not gonna get one today but i know i need to shave it's been a few days so let me grab my razor i'll at least shave the neck up but i'll leave the facial right i'll leave the cheeks because that way, you know, it doesn't – not such a stark contrast between my hair, my shitty hair, and my facial hair. Because if you shave fresh, then wow. it, it draws attention to your hair. Yeah. So I start shaving with that in mind. I'm just going to shave my neck. Man, I don't know what I was th- – and this is my problem. I always talk – I've talk, talked about it on here several times about how I just zone out. Like in the car, and the radio's on. I just zone <laughs> out. Bro, I zoned out in the middle of shaving. I shaved half of my face. Like I shaved my right half of my face and not my left half. So I got to work and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm talking to this guy. He's standing up and I got like my hand on my chin, you know, and I'm just feeling like the hair on the one side of my face, which is as expected. (laughs) And then I I switched the way I'm sitting and I put my hand on the other side and it was clean shaven. Dude, my like my whole face just dropped. The the guy that I was talking to was like, man, are you okay? I was like, dude, is half my face shaved? And so he was looking at me. He's like, man, it is. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So that's my Monday morning. That's that muscle memory, man. You just got in that routine. You just started going after it. Straight up. And what should have tipped me off was like, you know, if you're shaving just your neck, obviously only guy listeners are going to relate to this. But if you're just shaving your neck, you got to like raise your head and pay attention to the chin line up. Right? Like how high you're going. So I was doing that on the left. And then as, but if you're not, if you're shaving your whole face, you got to really pay attention to the sideburn lineup because you can't go yeah, too high yeah. or too low on that boy. You look like a stone cold creeper. So on the left side, I was paying <laughs> attention to the chin and on the right side. And I vividly remember like looking at, and even looking back at my sideburns to make sure like, okay, that boy is cold. Yeah. All right. All right. Trim around the ears. <laughs> but my whole left side just looking fierce. 
That's what happens. So that's man. Monday morning. So and that's just an example of how you can get derailed and like have your whole day go to crap. I was at the gas station and I'm standing there and all these people are like freaking out how their day's going so bad. People, the guy working at the gas station literally out loud was like, I cannot stand people. He was all pissed off. This other guy's all pissed <laughs> about different things. And I'm standing there with half a shaved face, just like in a good, in a good mood. Yeah, man. That's that stoicism. That's it, baby. That's your mindset. Living it. Living it. But I, I, I kind of uh, bring that up to say, you know, um, I got a, we got a question from somebody that's been listening that, you know, we talk about the stoicism thing a lot and, and being positive and not letting things affect you. And, um, you know, the question was brought to my attention, like, you know, it seems like you guys do that you know, every day. So maybe it's just kind of muscle memory, but for the people that are kind of new to that thing, that whole thing, how do we deal with things when they happen? So for example, like the, the car wreck I got in or shave your face shitty, like today, like how drew, how do you not let that affect you? Um, most, most of the time, if it's something that happens a pretty, pretty substantial that could really impact you in a negative way i go right to the breaths man i Mm -hmm. think just like the deep breaths and like calming calming everything down you know keep the heart rate down and all that stuff just kind of just taking a moment to take it in exactly what just happened right and then 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 calming yourself down and then processing like in a positive way how to deal with it you know you can't the more you focus on what just happened and how negative it is or what's it, what, you know, the, the chain reaction that happens afterwards to the, what happens to the rest of your day or whatever. Uh, people focus on that aspect as opposed to, you know, the solution side, which, which typically is, is positive mindset thinking and then kind of just taking it all in, processing it, thinking about it, and then, then coming up with the solution uh, to deal with it. You know, because you it already happened, so there's nothing more you can do about yeah. it, right? So why why continue to to harp on it? You nailed it. Being solution oriented, I like that. That's a good way to put it. Um, and I, I I'm very similar. I I actually take uh, I take a huge deep breath, one big deep one, and I I'll actually say the word all right out loud. I go I'm like all right, and then it's like it's like a reset. It's like I when I do that, I'm able to step back from the entire situation and kind of change where I'm at or where I'm attacking it from. Because like at that moment, you're like, especially for example, that car accident, you know, I got hit in the bumper. So it's raining. It was worst possible scenario. But but when it happened before I even let myself mentally go to how shitty it was, I, you know, I go. All right. And then it's like, here we go. Here's what we got to do. And I flip to that solution side of things. And the, the, bre- the breath, I think, is huge. You nailed it, is to slow your heart rate down, keep pace, and yeah. like just remove yourself and enter back into the situation from a constructive, um, solution-oriented spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you got you to gotta kind of like be in the moment and slow things down. You know, because when you get in panic mode and shit just starts... Hello, this is Jimmy. Hello, this is Jimmy. I'm not answering that. They don't need to hear from me today. <laughs> um, but, you know, just be in the moment and kind of slow things down. That way you can process it. You know, people start to freak out and panic, and that's when, the, you know, the negatives just multiply. Yeah. 
Um, this this kind of something similar kind of happened to me. It's been a, it's been a few months, but I was on a work trip, and we were down visiting this customer, kind of like in the middle of nowhere. You know, this new product we were setting up, and the product failed on our end. So we just like scrambling around to get some new product down there. Had to drive all the way like a like two hour drive back to the factory to pick up new product. Drove all the way back down, and that was uh, there was an issue with that product as well. So. So now we're like, oh my god! But meanwhile, while well, we made that trip back to Ohio um, with me and another colleague, we uh, we stopped at a Starbucks to get <laughs> to get a coffee, and you know, just like because we had to make this two-hour trip back, so you know, half of our day's gone. We already got all these issues with the customer. We're pulling out of the parking lot, and this chick just backs up and nails the rental car. <laughs> oh. So now we got <laughs> now we got to deal with that. So <laughs> so now we're sitting in the parking lot. With this rental all kind of wrecked up, and then when I got to take it to the closest like Hertz to swap it out for another one, and then we still, meanwhile, we still got to pick up the the new product and drive it all the way back down like two hours, like to, towards Columbus there. And we're up in like Akron. What can go wrong will go wrong at this point. Yeah. So then we get back down there, and then that new part that we just went and picked up did not work. So we're like, oh. I don't even know. Like it's, it's you know super embarrassing when this with this customer, and he's like just spent thousands of dollars and all this, this setup and it's not working. Right. So, so then we're there till like, I don't know, it's like eight o'clock at night and I got there at like eight in the morning. So it's already been like a crazy ass day and I'm like, whatever, you know, shit happens. And then, so I, I leave to drive back home and then I left my laptop bag in the other uh. car and he, he started, he was staying in Columbus and I was staying back up in, in Akron. I'm like, it's like, 20 minutes on the road and I'm like, dude, I can't believe that. <laughs> so I, I call, I call him up. I was like, and we're going like totally opposite directions too. So we kind of had to meet in the middle. And at this point I'm like, I, I like to use where it's appropriate to use like comedy too. Like, you know, you kind of got to laugh at some things that happen. Yeah. There. As long as it's not like hurting yourself or someone else, you know, shit like that. It's, it's kind of comical to me. Like, like, damn, this really is one of those days where everything that can go wrong just went wrong. And, and I didn't get home to like 11 o'clock that night. You know, I was like, Jesus. But but at the end of the day, it was like, I was okay with it. You know, I just dealt with it. It gave me a lot of windshield time. So I was like listening to other podcasts and, and you know, my audio books and stuff like that. So I just took, you know, took advantage of the, the time that it allowed me to have to do other things to, to keep my mind positive and, you know. And look at you here, a few months removed from that like catastrophic day, and absolutely nothing about your life is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't doesn't matter. Just another day, right. you know. Just deal with it. So, um, I, I thought we'd touch on that and address uh, and address that because I thought that was kind of a kind of a good question to ask. Um, and then, so speaking of the book. We're both wrapping up the Own the Day, Own Your Life book. I actually finished because um, I'm uh, I'm just light years ahead of the competition. Is <laughs> just you know I had a slow had a slow start. That's it. Cranked it up a notch. I got through it with some much needed Mountain Dews. Um, but so anyway, I, I finished the book. Drew's got a chapter left, right? Which is um, it's, a, it's a pretty good yeah. chapter there at the end. So I'm sure he'll have some takeaways from that. But um, so I, just briefly, a couple of things that I got, because a, a lot of it, you know, went into like the health and, and that kind of thing. And um, again, that doesn't really tickle my fancy all that much. 
So there was there was a chapter about turn off, tune in, basically put your phone down, which I love. Um, because I, I mean, if you if you like start being cognizant of how many times you grab your phone and for what, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I think the statistics say it's like people check their phones between fifty and seventy five times a day on average. And that that's I bet that's low for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking that too. It seems kind of low. I'll grab my phone and like refresh Instagram and like not even think like when I was reading this, I started trying to be cognizant of it and I'll, I'll do it. And it's like, I checked Instagram five minutes ago. It's like, what's yeah, changed, like I'm, right? I'm refreshing and getting the same <laughs> stuff. So what am I even doing other than going over on my data? And then you go to Facebook and then you bounce back. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> all the same crap. It's like so. What's gonna change? Yeah, it's the people post the same thing on each platform. See that? Like, there's science behind that too. Like with phones and like likes, it's like all that stuff gives you like yep. dopamine hits. You know, so it's it's a feel good uh, to the brain when you when you post a picture and you're like, oh yeah, people are liking. It's me, a rush, you know? man. So like, the the ego's like like super pumped about it. It's kind of weird, but um. Yeah, dude, I've been I've been trying to do that. I, I usually don't take my phone in the bedroom. I try not to, yeah. at least, unless I know that I have to like set the alarm specifically. But I I usually get up uh, on my own about the time that I need to most most cases, unless I got a different schedule You're the next day. With no or whatever, alarm clock? Yeah. What the hell? You're like a freak, bro. That's that uh that, that routine of getting that. that what routine. time do you wake up? It's like the internal clock. I, I'll start. Well, I have a little help because because Kate will go. Oh, okay, you know, but um, I usually it's around six thirty, and I'll kind of lay there until about seven or so, depending. Gotcha. Or sometimes I'll get up and get things moving, but I'm usually awake about the same time that she she gets up, anyhow. So yeah, we don't take the phone. Well, I mean, we have our phones in the bedroom for alarms, but we don't use them in the bedroom. You know what I mean? When we go to bed, it's like it's we're going to sleep. So, um. <laughs> So the the phone isn't an issue in there. It's just throughout the day for me. And the thing, like you mentioned, the dopamine, which is so real. You know what you could do? Like instead of using your phone to get that rush, put your phone down. And you know what you could do in place of it? Blow. Blow. You could do, you could do, do blow, coke, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you, yeah. If you don't want to go, that's to right. Coke, you could do blow. I'm just kidding. Don't do coke. Um, <laughs> Uh, but the, the dopamine hit. So what I'm, what I'm trying to do is only, um, obviously for work, I need my phone throughout the day for things and sure. I'm going to post on social media a little bit. I'm going to be on the mindset, the mic page. But, um, as far as like scrolling through viewing, I'm going to try to limit that to only when I'm pooping for the next week, starting today. (laughs) And all of a sudden you're just pooping. That's right. That could be a problem in the bathroom six times a day for like an hour a piece. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to stay more like content oriented. Like, I want to, especially us doing this podcast now. Uh, I want to be more active on and, and providing content to to our listeners and stuff, and not necessarily worrying about whatever everyone else is doing. You know, if they want to in, interact with us, that's even better. But this, just, just I want to focus my my social media time on providing positive content to other people i think is like the avenue i want to go yeah absolutely same here um so to to, i guess to round out the book talk the um there's a couple more things i'm not going to go into depth on them i'll let you get to them but there's um 
see your future. So imagining yourself a year from now and then, um, and then, you know, what, what your choices will do to who that person is thinking of it that way, uh, which I think is really cool. And then creating a mantra for yourself. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more probably on the next one. Cause I think there's some, it goes back into self-talk a little bit, but there's some, um, some good stuff there we can discuss, uh, from there in terms of reading or audiobooks, what do you got next? Do you got something queued up? Yeah, I just downloaded uh, uh what's it called here? Let me look. It's a, it's a never never split the difference. Ah. Ne- negotiating it as if your life depended on it. So it's kind of like a high level negotiation book, whether it's business or personal relationship and stuff like that. It's just I thought this dude is like a former FBI agent that specialized in negotiation practices, mainly for like people that were like losing their shit, suicidal, and yeah, talking them off, talking them off the ledge, kind of stuff. But you know, obviously, extreme cases that. But he's kind of bringing his expertise into how you can utilize those practices in like everyday negotiations, whether it be with your partner or with your you know, colleagues at work or your boss or whatever, you know, you can apply negotiation tactics. Like everything's a negotiation. If you think about it, you know, when you buy a product, that's a negotiation. They suggest a price, even if it's a major company. And then you, you agree to pay that price basically. Yeah. So everything, even like where you're going for dinner. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, that's going to be a pretty cool, uh, listen, I'm kind of excited to get into that. Probably start that today, actually. Nice. I'm moving on to, uh, and this will be good for for content for the podcast coming up with us reading separate books. We'll be able to bring some different different topics. Um, and I'm reading the Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson, an antidote to chaos. I came across this dude. He's a um, he's a a college professor. Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. He's a Canuck, eh? Um, and he's, uh, but he's also a, uh, he's a psychology major. So he's a, he's a, I believe he's a doctorate in psychology, but, um, the dude is like fascinating. He's on all these podcasts right now and he's really popular. Um, you know, he did Joe Rogan, he did a couple other guys where, and he's doing these long form like debates that you can buy tickets and go to with a couple other, um, psychology people and, uh, just super, he like looks at things in a way that's really, really interesting um, really incredibly intelligent guy. And, uh, you know, he, he talks about things like the whole, uh, the whole, everybody gets a trophy thing and, and kind of what that does to the impact that that has on not only your kids, but ultimately society. And he talks about hierarchies in society and how, um, just all this really interesting stuff, the gender pay gap that, that doesn't really exist, which um, not going to get into that now to alienate the few listeners we do have. But he, lo- he looks at things in a really, really interesting way, all statistical, all facts that makes you really think. So anyway, uh, 12 Rules for Life is his book. I, I downloaded the audio book and started listening to it. And it- it's an easy listen because he's got an interesting voice because he's Canadian. But um, he's just he, he goes so fast and he's so intelligent that I, I felt the need to grab the actual book so I can highlight and take notes and all that fun stuff. So I'm starting that bad boy today as well. Um, yeah, I like I like I listen to those podcasts too, and this this dude goes it makes you think about things in a totally different way, you know, and and how negative the me, the media portrays like everything that we see. Yeah. You know, it's 
it's really not is what it seems through through like the media and the news. Yeah. If you look statistically, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that are in the news every day, it's way better than it, it's it's probably the best it's ever been as far as, you know, crime and and stuff like that even. Yeah, that's one that he you said know. that was that I thought was super interesting, and I did a little bit of research myself. And if, like, if you look year over year, like crime is bad, and I, I forget exactly if he said like murder or I don't remember exactly what it was. Everything, but it, yeah, as a yeah. whole, it's down. Like the most, it's almost 50%. ever been. Yeah, fifty percent from like ten, fifteen years ago, which is unbelievable. But you don't hear that on the news. We're, we are this. It's it's the safest it's ever been. Right? Yeah, but you, in the in the United States statistically, and there's more people. So you would like, never know that from the news. Right. So anyway, um, college, we thought this was a good one to talk about on here because Drew and I both have a pretty interesting view on college that not everybody agrees with us. But and we've had debates with people (laughs) in the past about this. Many heated ones. ones. Uh, So just the 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 I guess, is it necessary? Is it not necessary? And what does that impact on your career? Um, I'll let you kick it off, dude. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, personally, for me, college is was a no go. Like twice, <laughs> two time like dropout. But I think I think there is a lot of value in there um, if you know what you want to do and you're interested in a career that you know college is is almost the only avenue to get there. Like you know, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, uh, I, th- I think if you're overall business oriented and, and have the business mindset. It clearly can be done without, and that's kind of the avenue that we both took. I, I just, I just, I mean, even if you think about all the money that it costs to go to college, and I've, I've, this is my kind of my argument with a lot of people uh, when they, when we have this kind of little debate, I'm like, okay, so you spent fifty thousand dollars on college, or maybe you didn't spend it, but somebody spent fifty thousand dollars for you to go to college. In most cases, you know, you're, you're. You're taking loans out for that. And that takes, what, 20 years to pay back, or depending on your terms of your loan, maybe 30. So what if you were to take, at 18, you took $50,000 and you invested it into the stock market or you you bought a house or you bought all this. uh, Maybe you paid a mentor to actually do what you're interested in doing and help you and guide you and teach you. Like I think that is way more valuable than spending four years. If you were to pay someone fifty thousand, if you were to able to pay Tony Robbins fifty thousand dollars to spend four years with you, would you do that, or would you pay, you know, fifty thousand dollars to go to college and go to chemistry like, class, right, right, and and maybe learn some stuff that you're not interested in, or that maybe isn't even relevant to what you know the career path you want to take. So uh, I'm real quick on that on that topic. I. I totally 100% agree. Um, the, I think, you know, thinking about it now, I think definitely it, it certainly applies to what your career path is going to be a little bit because, you know, I mean, we're not just blanket. It's not a blanket statement that um, it's not worth it because may, you may have a, a really niche thing that you want to do. Like maybe you want to be a, I mean, I don't know. I like, you want to be a journalist. I don't know what it takes to be a journalist. Maybe you absolutely have to have a degree. I don't know. Um, but, you know, so maybe there are some careers where you absolutely need it. But but if you're talking business and just general like like we are, um, I, I don't think you need it at all. And the, the piece about investing your money there, um, t- 
totally agree. I, I do think though, um, you know, to think, take that 50 grand when you're 18 and do something different with it. Like I, I didn't have ac- and I, you either probably wouldn't have had access to 50 grand at that point. So that wasn't no. an option. But what right. I think to that point, Tim Ferriss has this create your own MBA thing. You're probably pretty familiar with that, Drew, uh, yeah. where he says, yeah. you know, so rather than going to college, you spend a few years working and just doing whatever, it, not your dream job, just whatever job, but a job where you can save some money. So you spend those years saving money and you've saved up that 50 grand. So I, I only to say, I'm only saying that to say like, you know, your point isn't just take a loan for 50 grand. It's, you know, do whatever you got to right, do, save right. up some money. It don't have to be 50 grand. It could be any amount. But whatever money you would have spent on college, um, you're creating your own masters. You're investing it into whatever area you want to go to. So say you want to start a pottery business. That's your your ultimate goal. And that's even, I guess, to say that you know what your ultimate goal is at that point. But your goal is to be a business yeah. owner. So you've saved up 12 grand in three years. You spend all that money to start a business. After one year of, of, of starting that business, let's say your business fails. Well, now you are your grand total of four years in and you have one solid year of experience doing what you want to do rather than four years of, of list of doing geometry class and all this other, your gen ed stuff and, and maybe not learning about stuff you're going to actually use. You've got real world experience, a full year of it, which is in my opinion, way more valuable than than the four years so then you go back and now it's time to start another business well now you've got one under your belt one failed experience which is a ton of lessons you've learned um like that's just so valuable so so you don't have your that piece of paper but you've got the real world experience that you ultimately need to have anyway so rather than doing four years college three years real world experience and then a successful business you know, you're, you're shaving years off that because you're actually trying what you want to do and letting that be the lesson or the teacher or the, you know what I mean? I love that idea. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, I, I chose to, to go to work, you know, my, my focus was, I'm, I'm just going to work, you know, this is what I have to do. And I started out in the factory or whatever, but I, so same we're the, we're the same age, right? We had the same timeline. I go to work, you go to college. You go fifty grand in debt. I'm just working. I'm not making that great of a money. Four years later, you get out of college. You get a job that pays fifty grand. I've been working for four years, and I've been promoted, and now I make forty-five grand. So you make five grand more than me uh, because of your degree. I make forty-five. But guess who doesn't have a five hundred dollar a month student yep. loan payment? Yep. You know. I mean, not, that's not always the case, obviously, but, and how many people that do go to college utilized what they learned are, are, are actually in that career that they went to college Yeah, for? so that's the gamble, like, because the, the people that, that in, in your scenario, that have that monster payment and are making only a little bit more than you, their, their response is, to this is typically, well, when this loan is paid off and when I'm, when I'm in the role that I will ultimately be in, I'll be making a lot more than you. So for the people like us who, didn't, who don't have that piece of paper, what we've got to do is just make sure we keep the pedal down, right? Which, which we're already yeah. good at because we've been doing it and, and learning how to navigate up through a company for, for four years anyway. So we're already – and now we have roots somewhere saying you're going to stay there. But we're building a resume that doesn't just include that piece of paper. So the – the, the key piece for people like us who don't have that college experience is that you do keep 
keep, you know, moving up and, 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 and incremental bids to make more and more money. Um, the, the big gamble of it in my eyes is, is when you just strip it all the way back and you think of, you think college. Okay. So I'm whatever years old and I, I got to decide if I'm going to go to college. Um, the decision to me is because college doesn't guarantee you a job. So that was one of the big tough things for me to get through, um, was I'm going to spend all this money, um, and I'm going to go to school and then I'm going to hope that I get a job or that there is a job available in the field that I've just picked at 18 to study, which, you know, I know what I was doing. I was 18. I was like hammered all the time. So there's, there's a good chance I would have been going to school for like gym or like shaving your face. Cause I still haven't figured that out. But, uh, so that's the one hand you have this gamble. It's both again, you have a risk that says I'm going to spend all this money and all this time and go to school. And then I'm I'm going to bet that I'll be able to find the job and use that degree quickly. The other side of it is I'm going, it's still a gamble, but I'm going to go into the workforce and give it everything I have and be absolutely committed. And I, and no, you got to know yourself because I know how hard of a worker I am and I know the value add that I am to any company or any organization. Right. So your bet at that point is, am I going to bet on this, this, this loan and piece of paper to find a job or am I just going to bet on me? Which, yeah, yeah. Which is if, if, you know, I, in my opinion, I'm betting on me every single time. I mean, the, the late, not late, but the great stone cold Steve Austin said, uh, you're not going to work harder than me. He was a philosopher, I think from, from like the nineties and the two thousands. But he said, stone cold Steve Austin, you're not going to work harder. I'm the hardest working son of a bitch you're ever going to meet. You ain't going to work harder than Some me. Bitch. Um, that's right. so that's my, that's my opinion is I'm going to bet on me. And now that said though, and I, I'd like to hear where you stand on this now that I'm in it and I'm going up a really good path, you know, and I, same with you, there is a part of me that wants to go back and get it and I'm going to go back and get it not for, you know, and I, that's not for my career's sake because, um, you know, there's the belief that to get to some certain positions, you absolutely need to have it. And I don't know that I believe that. I think I'm, I can kind of, if that is a barrier in my way, I think I have enough on my side that says, you're not going to tell me I don't get that job. You know, I, uh, maybe this isn't the place for me. Then. That's right. I mean, I, I think it, when that conversation happens, I've, I've, I've prepared myself to be so valuable that, that you'd be, you'd make an exception, you know? So um, again, just investing in myself and being confident in my brand and always working on my brand that I can be that confident. But um, so I, I don't think that I'm going, that I'm going to need a degree to get where I want to go, but I do think, I, I don't know. I just think that I want to have one, I guess, just, just so when it's all said and done now, so maybe that means when I'm 50, I go back and get an associates or something. I just like to be able to look back and say, I still did knock that out at some point. Yeah. I, I don't know that I feel inclined to do that. Uh, so I don't know that I would, I would do it, but I, I mean, I do think there's a lot of value in in the process of going to college and you know the amount of resources that are available to you that you typically wouldn't have you know like we didn't have you know they have all the the programs that you can sign up for you could you know you can you can the networking is tenfold what it is if you just you know so there's a lot of a lot of opportunity and and resources available to you with that avenue if if you're in if you if you're more confident on what you really want to do, what you're passionate about. 
you know, mo- most kids at 18 don't know. I, I didn't know. I still kind of, I'm still trying to work out what exactly what I want to do. Same here. Life, you know what I mean? And I'm 30 years old. So it's, it's, a, it's a process that, and I don't know that I, I could have just saw myself going to school and, you know, thinking I want to do this. And then you go into a massive amount of debt and then like, oh, you know, I'm not really into it. So then, you know, you're not really putting forth the effort to actually learn anything. You're just trying to get by. You know, is it really worth it? Are you, obtain, are you know, retaining any of that information that you're learning? Or are you just there for the party life? You know, it's, Yeah. When I decided I was done was, I remember like it was yesterday, and I think I probably talked about it on here already, but I was, um, I was a marketing major, and I was sitting in earth science class. And I was somebody who, you know, and you the same way, is, it was all coming out of my pocket. So my loans, my grants, my... Um, it was all me and I, I was working full time as well. So I was somebody who, who was working right by Akron U, um, and was walking over to class cause I couldn't afford a parking pass. So I had to walk to class in the rain this one day in my work clothes. So, you know, everybody, my age is there all dressed up to be cool and in class. And I'm in, you know, I worked at a car dealership cleaning cars. So I'm in this busted clothes, didn't have an umbrella, walk to class in the rain. I'm soaking wet. Um, and I'm sitting there and it was, we were talking about rocks, dude, in earth science class. We were talking about like igneous rocks. And I just remember (laughs) sitting there thinking like, no fucking way. Like I'm giving you $2,000 and all of this time to get what amounts to a a credit of a couple credits from this class. That's going into a, that's going to be added up to get me a piece of paper that doesn't guarantee me a job. No way. I there's no way I would spend my money on this. If you know, when you, when, when you step back from the situation and break it down for what it really is, I'm not spending my money on that. There's absolutely no way. So that's when I'm like, man, this is bogus. Now if you could have got me yeah. straight to the classes that I needed about like marketing, which I, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I didn't get to those classes cause I would not want to be doing marketing right now. Anyway, I don't know why the hell I picked that. <laughs> but um yeah i just now if school is free like i think it should be um then yeah. that's a little different but I, I i still don't think it's necessary right no i think one of my goals ultimately when i have kids um the school i want to be able to offer them free school well not for free to them not for obviously i would pay for them to go to yeah. school if it's really something that they want to do I would love to be able to provide that for them and them not have to take on the burden of the, of the loans and stuff. And if, if you want to go learn, dude, go or young lady, if you want to go learn, you're whatever, having a little girl just because you said that <laughs> either one. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'll just keep having more until I have a, a little neighbor dude. Andy with an eye. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely want to provide that option to them and not have them. I'm going to take money off the table as my ultimate goal. Right. Yeah. Which, which kind of flows into, if there's one thing that I've, I have learned in all my uh, research and self-education, is there's not one person that's in the 1% of the world that's not an investor. If you truly want financial freedom, you either have to own a business or become some type of investor. That's it. Yep. And you become a CEO, but you're not... You, I bet your ass that CEO is investing in other things. Like that's that paycheck is not his only form of income. Oh sure, even he's probably getting paid. You know, easily. Some CEOs get million dollar checks. You know, on the regular, annually, uh, based on their position. But if you're a position uh, like a major corporation or company, but I guarantee 
that they have money. You have to have multiple forms of income. Yep, I, to, I agree. Whether it be a business, investments, or whatever it is, dude. That's that's really the only way to become financially free and have like generate income on a regular basis. You got to make your money work for you. Straight up, that's the goal. That's uh I mean, I'm trying to do that. I know you're trying to do that as well on the side. Um, that's the goal. Multiple incomes, um, not relying on that nine to five, or that's not even a thing anymore, eight to five. Um, and uh gives you a little more freedom, man. Yeah. So that's yeah. the, I guess that's what I got on college. Yeah. Any other thoughts or from you? People get really intimidated on the, um, the investing thing. And I, I this is like something that I really, really am passionate about, and like I'm, I'm heavy in. You know, like, like we talk about stocks and stuff. Like I have the Fidelity account that I put money in, and things like that. And if you were like, and I ran the numbers on this. If you were to, you know, some some accounts do take you know like twenty five hundred dollars to open up, but if you were able to open up a account with like in Fidelity or any kind of investment account with twenty five hundred dollars. And most of these accounts you can find have like an average rate of return around eight eight percent. So if I were, if I were to take today twenty five hundred dollars, put it into an uh, investment account that has an average eight percent, and I were to apply four hundred dollars a month, which by the way could be that student loan payment. If you could put that four hundred dollars a month into that stock. Then, like thirty years from now, you'd have over a million dollars in the bank, and that's just, yep, and that's that's what. It, and that Tony Robbins talks about like, that's part of uh, the, the biggest part of his book. On uh, was it Money Master the Game? Yeah, exactly. He, he talks about just people get freaked out because they're like, "Oh, I don't have money to put in there," but you do. You know, you you you. You can. Well, it's about realizing, you know, realizing and utilizing your disposable income. So, you know, you're exactly. the, the people who go buy lunch every day, that little stuff. People think that to invest money in, in anything in like the stock market, one, that you have to be a genius. You don't. And two, that you need like a ton of money. You don't. You can invest yeah. anything on your own. You get an E-Trade or wh- whatever site you want to go through. And, you know, it costs, you can, you'll be paying like five bucks a transaction or something like that, but that's okay. And, and you're not going to lose you know, it's like going to the casino. You're not going to lose money that you didn't put out there on the table anyway. So, you know, it's like buying chips when you get in. You you just go and you know yeah. the both of us have stocks that we've bought on our own that are different. You know, a few different random things. You can go buy stock in whatever the hell you want tomorrow, yeah. and then and just watch, pick the business, do some research, watch what happens to it. Maybe nothing ever happens, and then you've lost your little hundred bucks. Well, in the grand scheme of things, that was you were spending that on lunch a week. So it's, I think it's, it's important that you, you realize you have disposable income and maybe some people don't, I get that. But if you can free up some cash, it don't, it don't have to be that 400 bucks a month. It can be a hundred bucks a month. It could be 50, it could be whatever. There's no yeah. like floor to it. And, and then just have some confidence in it. You were going to spend it on nonsense anyway. I was going to spend it on Red Bulls. So why not just <laughs> not razor to get my face done? So why not just throw it into account and put it into something that could potentially make some money? Yeah. I mean, specifically index funds uh, are are known to have the highest rate of return for the minimal risk. Yeah, those are a little more expensive to get into, obviously. But 
Yeah, that would be the $2,500 up front and then, you know, putting what you can in afterwards. But, I mean, index funds are made up of a group of successful companies. And if they don't cut certain criteria for that quarter, then they kick them off the list and they add a new fund. And these could be like a fund that could be made up of Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, Alibaba, you know, like a group of 10 super companies that we all know and buy from pretty much and utilize every day. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're, you're kind of buying back into your own market when you purchase something from Amazon, if you invest in Amazon. It only makes and sense. that's why those are more, the index funds are more expensive because they're almost guaranteeing you some returns. So you're looking at, you know, if you didn't go through the fund like that, like a, like a fidelity, you can still buy them on your own through your E-Trade or whatever, but you're looking at a few hundred dollars per share, which if you're doing it that way and you're somebody who's just got an extra hundred bucks a month, you're not going to, you know, it's going to take forever before you see any r- real money there because yeah. you're buying a share every few months and then you're getting a couple cents a week or whatever. So, um, you know, that, that route you need a little bit more, more money for obviously, but it, it pretty much guarantees you a rate of return unless there's a, you know, a market crash or something, which there may be. Um, but do you have any like, other uh, investment apps or anything? I just use E-Trade and I, you know, I've wanted to, I used, uh, what's the one, there's one that go, goes through your bank and takes off like the excess. Like if you spend 75 cents, it don't, yeah, it's a- acorn. acorn. I had that for a little while, yeah. but I didn't really, only for like a few weeks when I say a little while. And I didn't really dive in enough to, you know, make sure it was doing what it was supposed to be doing or, or. Yeah, I, I got it. I, I'm using it. So I got like quite a bit in there and I've, I'm in the, in the positive. I mean, I made like, I don't know, 50 bucks, I think. Nice. Just because I, they take my change. You know, yeah. They, I spend 75, they take that 25, put it into this account, and they invest it into, you know, the stocks, stock market. And, now, are you picking you know, over, what they invested in? You can. You can pick um, what, the, what the, the criteria, the fund that you want, I, I think. Um, and then there's another one that I use called Stash which is pretty similar to acorns and it's, they break down, they have like a bunch of different funds based on category, like American innovators would be, you know, strong American companies that are doing pretty well. Now stash you like S T A S H or S T A C H E. Oh, because you could be stash. investing in a very different kind of stash, my man. S T A S H. Gotcha. I'm gonna- and then I have a fidelity account that I primarily use for, Kind of my own ventures, what I think may be successful in the future. So just buying up a lot of like low end stocks now that I feel uh, that that may have a lot of potential later on as as things advance in technology and science. Yeah. And weed, I know we we both got and a we, couple weed science stocks that I suspect will go through the roof. Yeah, that's been my my biggest probably investments have been in in cannabis. And uh, stem cell. Yep, stuff. same here. So. Anyway, um, well, that's all I got, dude, for episode number cinco. That's Spanish for five. I'm 7% Spain Hispanic on my, or, or Spain Portugal on my DNA test from Ancestry. So I feel <laughs> that I can say that confidently. <laughs> uh, you got anything else? No, nah, man, I think uh, that's it for me. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll get back to it. I'm going to go uh, get the rest of my face shaved up. And uh hope you did you go buy a razor on your lunch break? I didn't, dude. I, I was busy trying to get back here and talk to my boy 
Drew on the on the phone. So uh, they might they might have one in the first day, kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling Osher. <laughs> I'm gonna just let it rock, man. I'm business on the right, party on the left. I'm gonna ride it out through there the next you go. day. There but you go. anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Appreciate everybody that keeps tuning in. Um, and have a great rest of your day or evening or morning or whatever. And uh, grow your brain a little bit until next time. Yeah, keep it positive. Stay productive and get shit done.